And welcome to the Cytokine Signaling Forum author interview podcast. My name is Peter Nash and today I'm talking to Professor Tommy Takeuchi from the Keio University School of Medicine in Tokyo and we're looking at his recently published paper looking at the safety profile of baricitinib in Japanese patient population and he compared them to patients from around the world in the other formal studies. Welcome Professor Takeuchi and thank you so much for giving up your time today. What, let me start by simply asking you, what was the main objective of this analysis? Uh, in this manuscript, uh, we focus on the, the Japanese population for taking baricitinib in phase 2 and phase 3 uh, clinical trials. That is a uh, total of uh, 5 uh, clinical trials out of 9 average studies for baricitinib. Okay, thank you very much. Can you tell us a little bit of how you designed the study? Uh-huh. Uh, the five clinical trials, one from phase two, the four from a uh, phase three. Uh, the phase three uh, trials include RA beam, RA uh, beacon, RA build, and RA begin. In addition to those four, uh, we have uh, uh, one long-term extension study uh, called uh, RA beyond. So we uh, combine those data uh, uh, into one uh, uh, to look at the safety of baricitinib in Japanese uh, population. Okay. Okay. And can you tell us a little bit about the background of why you thought the Japanese population might be different and why it was important to do this study? Uh, so far, uh, we have some uh, data uh, that the Japanese patients are much more a, a, a larger number of the, uh, the safety signals such as the herpes zoster or other severe infections. Uh, so uh, we would like to know that what is a, the incidence of a severe infection rate or herpes zoster rate or other uh, safety profile in Japanese patients uh, over the, uh, the global data. Okay, and can you tell us a little bit about the results of your study? Okay. The first of all, a, the uh, adverse events rate and severe adverse events rate is uh, uh, comparable to the other a, biological agents or JAK inhibitor like tofacitinib. Uh, the, uh, for example, the, uh, any treatment a, emergent adverse events rate is uh, uh, 489. A patient here that is a uh, 57.4% of the patients experience any adverse events and also the severe adverse events is like 9.3% 8100 patient here and uh, those a uh, a or SA is comparable a is a little bit higher than the global uh, SA is uh, comparable between Japanese and uh, the uh, the global data can you expand a little bit on your feelings about the herpes zoster issue and vaccination in particular in Japan? Is, is the Shindrix vaccine available? Does anyone use the zoster vax? How do you handle the issue of zoster in Japan? Uh, thank you uh, for, uh, for, for your question. Uh, first of all, the Shindrix vaccine is not available yet in Japan. So the, any patient did not receive the Shindrix vaccine. Uh, we have a live vaccine, however, we cannot use a live vaccine uh, before using the, the, the JAK inhibitor or other biological agents. 
and the the uh, uh, rate of herpes zoster in Japanese population is a 6.5 percent. That is a in the global data is 3.2, indicating that twice as much as herpes zoster observed in Japanese population. Any reason that you can uh, hypothesize as to why that might be? Uh, that's a very interesting question, but we don't know the exact answer. Uh, however, we have some evidence that uh, there is some a genetic background a having the herpes zoster instances higher in Japan and Korea or other Eastern Asian countries that uh, interestingly, there are two SNP associated with uh, Japan, Korean, or other Eastern Asian countries. Uh, that one, one of two is a very interesting IL-17 receptor uh, B polymorphism. Uh, that is uh, much more susceptible for, for herpes zoster. But we still don't know that is true for this uh, the population of baricitinib. So we, we need to uh, confirm that, that data. Thank you very much for that. And you may not have looked at this in particular, but I wonder if you noticed whether there were an increase in any other viruses. I'm a bit concerned about uh, papillomavirus in younger women and whether we should vaccinate with Gardasil vaccine or whether you saw CMV or herpes simplex or any other viruses. Uh, so far, uh, we didn't see any signal, a, a, any a signal for viral infection a, rather than herpes zoster. So those include the CMV or uh, herpes singlex or the EB virus. Uh, we didn't see any signal so far. Thank you. I saw that you had a number of cases of interstitial lung disease, and this seems to be, I, I remember that Etanercept had this issue with interstitial lung disease and even you reported some leflunamide cases mm. of ILD. Do you think the Japanese population is more prone to interstitial lung disease or do you just diagnose it better than we do? Uh, the first of all, every drug so far tested in Japanese population, the incidence of interstitial lung disease is higher than the, the rest of the world. Uh, we don't we don't know the exact reason why we have a, a higher uh, instance of ILD. Uh, in baricitinib safety data, uh, we noticed that 0.5 percent of the patients experienced ILD, and that is uh, 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 the newly developed the de novo a appearance of ILD or exaggerated ILD. The total number of four. That is uh, the twice as much as uh, the, the the global data. Uh, that is true for, for example, the refronamide, uh, but we don't know why we have so higher number of ILD. Maybe we are very much uh, concerned about ILD, so we are uh, uh, routinely uh, checked at uh, a chest X-ray, or we ask the patient whether or not a uh, some cough or uh, 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 the tightness of the chest, so that the, we can detect much more ILD. Thank you. Can you comment if there was any MACE signal or any malignancy signal? Uh, the malignancy as well as uh, the MACE, including the VT and the P, is uh, comparable between Japanese and the, uh, the, the global data. No specific signal there so far. Interestingly, in uh, the overseas countries, 
the risk of DVT was very much driven by a prior history of DVT with a tenfold increase in risk in some studies and COX-2 inhibition doubling the risk in some studies. Uh, any feedback from this analysis about um, DVT and risk factors? Uh, also, we see the only four patients with DVT, no PE in Japanese population. Uh, we know that the, the risk factor for a seeing the DVT is one is uh, obesity, the second one is the past history of DVT. We didn't see any signal for COX-2 inhibitor or the other factors. Um, with the Japanese population, correct me if I'm wrong, there is an increase in cancer of the stomach uh, related to, I'm not sure why, did you see any issue in that regard w in this particular study? Uh, we didn't see a, any signal, a, the highest signal for stomach cancer in this population. Uh, we already see that we see some signal in the other AJAK inhibitor like tofacitinib. I was going to ask, from this safety analysis, how do you think it compares with the safety of the other JAK inhibitors? Do you think they're the same or different? I think the, the, uh, the number of the patients tested in this cohort is uh, over 500. Uh, that is uh, 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 comparable to, to, to the experience by tofacitinib. Uh, the most big difference between tofacitinib and this baricitinib safety data that for tofacitinib, we have a post-marketing surveillance. Uh, that means that uh, we uh, enrolled a lot of patients in real world. Uh, in contrast, in this baricitinib, a, a safety data, uh, all the cases are coming from uh, the clinical trials. That is the uh, inclusion criteria and the exclusion criteria. We have uh, seriously focusing on the uh, part of the patient population. So can you give us some take-home messages from this study? Uh, so far, the using baricitinib uh, JAK-1-2 inhibitors, uh, we have a similar uh, safety, a safety a, a profile a, to, to other JAK inhibitor and to a uh, biological agent. The one exception is herpesoster, and that is higher. Uh, then maybe uh, to the biological agent in Japan. That is comparable to tofacitinib maybe. The one thing I forgot to ask you about was tapering because you've authored a, a very lovely tapering study. Can you give us a little bit of uh, feedback about the tapering of baricitinib? Uh, thank you. Uh, the, uh, speaking about tapering, uh, we did uh, clinical trials uh, recruited from the f uh, four or major uh, clinical trials uh, to look at the patients who maintain low disease activity uh, for one year. In the additional three months, the patients have low disease activity, then uh, randomized to receive a continuing four milligram or a dose reduction to two milligram. Uh, there is a significant, statistically significant difference for maintaining low disease activity the continuing 4 mg is better than tapering 2 mg. However, two-thirds of the patients tapering from 4 to 2 have maintained low disease activity. So that is feedback that is a applicable to the, to the uh, a daily clinical practice that you may taper 4 to 2 in two-thirds of the patients.
However, when you continue for, there is much more higher maintaining low disease activity. And when you look at the patients who maintain remission, then such a difference between continuing for and those stepping down to two is a much more a near. So when you a, a, a when you a take a sustained remission, you may taper from four to two. Excellent. And just to clarify, those patients that did flare, were you able to recapture them if you went back to four milligrams? Uh, the recapture rate is like 70 to 80 percent. In other words, 20 to 30 percent of the patient did not uh, recapture by those increase back to four. Okay, so thank you very much and thank you again for your time, you. Professor Takeuchi. This has been the CSF March Author Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this paper and other papers uploaded to the CSF website this month, there are detailed slide sets are available in the publication sections. Go to cytokinesignaling.com. C-Y-T-O-K-I-N-E-S-I-G-N-A-L-L-I-N-G.com. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or other podcast media and give us some feedback and let us know what you think. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.